0: Hey Tom.
1: What's up dude?
0: How's it going? What's up dude? What are we doing today? Just
1: getting ready for uh, the Metacast. This is the Metacast. Oh shit. (laughs) Um, The Metacast which is the season one finale podcast. It is for us to look at season one, look at all the highs, the lows, the things that we enjoyed, the things that we learned and then look at season two and uh, what's upcoming.
0: Before we do that though let's look at the set. I agree. So we're super excited for season two, guys. But first of all, we've got the homie and the dude set um, all kind of holiday seasony. Um for you guys who want to see behind the scenes, this is where we uh, run the stream from. And we have our notes and like water back here on this thing. And we have some cables down here and whatnot. Then we have these two wonderful lights that are nice and bright. And then our, our tripod sound. This is actually in our lounge. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, that is the homie and the dude set. Welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm just gonna lock us in to the tripod I and mean, we, get the show started. When we started, it was
1: literally on a Zoom call. So I think our first four podcasts were virtual with both, both of us were virtual as well. We were in different locations. And then we thought, you know what, we need to get this so that we have one location. So we used this part of our um, our house basically, which actually turned out to be a nice, perfect space. Started figuring out lights and and then figuring out the whole tech setup, which was a challenge for sure. Uh, But here we are, we've got it to this stage. We're pretty happy with it. We um, picked up these lights about, I guess, maybe about halfway through season one. And that was a big thing for us as well. Um, Bodhi just turned on the halo light, which uh, also, I guess, helps to minimize shadows. That's the intent. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, it's been pretty fun figuring shit out. It has been figuring shit out as well. Yeah. There's been, uh, some technical moments where we've just been like, um, dude, there's been some moments where it's just been like touch and go, where we've been going, we've had a podcast guest literally waiting to go live and we've been trying to figure
0: stuff we've out. messed the tech up where <laughs> we've got like some kind of shit show don't how many times have we had audio issues right before the show like everything's been working fine and then the moment that the show starts or the moment that we're about to go live we start having audio issues and then how many times have we had stream issues as well? Yeah. Not to mention, obviously, lateness and whatnot, but obviously that comes with time difference and whatnot that we're, that we're constantly encountering because we're in the UK and a lot of our guests are. Um, happen to be another place in the world. We've had people in, uh, in Switzerland, we've got Americans on, we've had people all over the place. Yeah. Um,
1: so, also there's been moments where, like during the live stream, dude, there's been some firefighting that have been ridiculous. <laughs> like Literally, actually live streaming. Oh and 100%. then losing the feed for a moment, and oh. then, anyway. Especially
0: that's, during Front Row Live. Exactly, that's what I yeah. mean. Yeah, front Row yeah. Lives are, are definitely ropier because we're online for six hours, which is just a bit more of an extreme kind of stream rather than just a couple hours of, of content for, for, a, for a podcast. Is this the, is this the Christmas? So, we'll, we'll, <laughs> call it, we'll call it the holiday special. Oh yeah, let's call it the holiday special. The front holiday row. special. Even though, and these are holiday hats, not Christmas anything. hats, yeah, yeah, these are holiday hats. <laughs> So, no, yeah, we've, we've had a pretty interesting season. It's been a pretty amazing arc. We came from, you know, doing this on Zoom with just webcams to now having a, a set, having, uh, you know, amazing guests on, having a schedule, you know, and running it like a business. You know, we've made our, our first bit of money off of, uh, off of the show. You know, we're... we're really oh, wow. starting to run a business at this point and, and and learning how to um manage this this new entity that we're both kind of juggling in our lives Go got, s- the got a sponsor
1: uh v kitchen
0: yeah <laughs> for sure. those of you that need shout out to v kitchen <laughs> vegan food in bristol yeah uh, they, they do amazing vegan food for sure um yeah it's been it's been a it's been a weird one. For me, I've, I've very much enjoyed the process, but there's definitely been, you know, you, you know, I've, all the time I come down, and I'm like, God damn it, I don't want to do the podcast today. I'm like, I just don't want to. I don't know why. Um, but then when you get into it, it feels great. And well, that, you just love it. And it's just such a fun process and, and, and awesome. I think um, it's a bit of stage fright, maybe. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say.
1: Like, I, like for this part of it, uh, especially when we have a guest, actually doing it just you and I mm. is probably a little bit more anxiety for me. But when we have guests, I just feel like we we 're just having a conversation, and that 's usually what we prompt guests. We mm. just say like it 's going to be conversational guys um, but in the and the front row lives, I feel like have been just kind of enjoying the totally. the fights and and um, just calling them like we see them so there 's not a lot of prep to do with that.
0: I think that the funny part for me about former lives is because we former lives are our most viewed um, live streams at the moment. So former live is a MMA show that we do during UFC fights, um, where we do live commentary, uh, we do play-by-play and color commentary um, from us while the fights are going on, so that you can watch along uh, with us and uh, and get a feel for what's going on. Um, it's been really interesting because during those times we've been so relaxed and enjoying ourselves, but also because they're our most watched one, we get really excited and we get really like on the edge of our seats and, and like wanna like it, it, do stuff t- for you guys and make sure it's a really good show and be on our best form. So the more people we see coming in, I think the less relaxed you and I both become because we know that the numbers are going up and that we wanna like make it really good for people.
1: Especially, especially from like, we didn't know how front world lives would go. So I remember the first, it was the, the Adesanya, Versus Paulo Costa um, fight we had I don't know it was less than 100 people on it but we were jacked we were like mm. there's actually people on here with us and we were like so it was super super exciting like and people interacting
0: were, and people were so nice as well we had loads of people you know just complimenting us on our commentary and what we're doing and appreciating that we're putting on the show and things like that and that's that's like a really that's that's a really gratifying thing after yeah and we put in a lot of work you know behind the scenes there's a lot of you know making promotional images um you know making advertisements posting stuff uh, when it's to do with the podcast inviting guests all that kind of stuff if it's front row live it's making sure we've got the card paid for it's making sure that we've got the uh, the evening sorted for us the 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 time booked out of our lives to do all that kind of stuff so there's a lot of work behind it and not to mention just the social media networking that we have to just constantly be doing and keeping up to date with um it's it's to do a front row live is is a lot of fun but it definitely comes with a massive physical depletion from both of us, both after the show, but also leading up to it. We both put in a lot of work on that week. Not to mention it's six hours.
1: Yeah, exactly. Six hours of being live on an an entire card. So the prelims through the main card and out the other end. So a couple things about that. So um, one is, yeah, so our first, like, I guess our first, uh official front row live with with live streaming guests coming in was the the adesanya costa the next one was the one that actually blew our minds where we had um the habib gaji fight mm-hmm. and that one um we touched i don't know we were, we were like at one point interacting with literally people all over the world we had a thousand and, we had a thousand people on, the, on yeah. the
0: call and that was that was pretty was ridiculous sick. that was sick. Yeah. it yeah it was it was amazing to, <laughs> it was amazing to go guys let us know where you're from and to have like at least 40 different countries entered into the chat and seeing people from all over the world just there and enjoying. And I always like to do this. Whenever we do a Front Row Live, I always take a moment at some point during the Front Row Live to be like, guys, how awesome is it that irregardless of what our beliefs are, our religion, our culture, our location, our time zone, we're all sat enjoying this together in, in, in a really unifying way. And I think, I think that's really beautiful. I think the fact that we can provide that for people and also be a part of it, because you and me love fighting but i mean we also love hanging out with people and and to be able to watch fighting with people who enjoy it and want to hang out with us as well it's pretty pretty special it's a it's a pretty amazing feeling i would
1: say yeah it's super cool but but also as the numbers are going up the first few times we've done this it's almost been like a ah! like yeah like, what the, like how do we do this like let's keep people happy let's keep people excited let's do the play by play let's do color commentary i mean it's like at first it, it was a learning curve dude i mean it still is kind of like yeah and nice, also so you and so. me dude like this is another thing like that we probably want to talk about it's just our interaction hmm. it's different like the learning curve on the front row lives is different than the learning curve on the podcast because front row live is a little bit more plate spinning you mm-hmm. are literally managing the comment stream um, you're managing the tech in a different way like with podcasts, we hit go and then we're just interacting yeah. with the guest So a lot of times we're just kind of balancing play-by-play play, color commentary interacting with the guest So that's all been kind of a learning experience for us But the other hi- the highlight or whatever the, the memorable moment is I've had at least once and I think twice and I know you've had at least once where we have these mics and on a six-hour um pro uh livecast we have to char- we have to plug them in because they'll run out of battery and <laughs> there's been more there's been so at least once or twice for me that i've literally gotten up to go to the bathroom and almost ripped the set down
0: yeah same. <laughs> yeah we 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 we, it, it, we we do it pretty frequently at this point where one of us has either headphones on or a mic in something like that or we trip over one of the cables in the middle here <laughs> and things just get pulled and we're like grabbing <laughs> things to save them um it, it's it's the rookie, it's the classic rookie setup. I was watching um, some of Corridor Digital um, recently and, and one of the main guys on there, um, who is one of the founders was like, we only have, we have batteries for our cameras and batteries for our lights because I do not fucking do wires. And that's I was nice. like, it's, it might, it's, that's the next step of learning curve for us is, to, is how to make this a wireless, like interactive set basically. But. For the moment, it, it definitely does us. Um, so you said one of that's one of your highlights of that's one of my highlights of the entire first year is is the the, the possible set rip downs that we've encountered. Well, the t- times. I mean,
1: it's one of the, yeah, one of the funnier moments, and then also that that moment where we had a thousand people on the call. It was Habib. Um, who was, you know, as recognized as one of the, if not the biggest, um, possibly sports celebrity in the world at this point, but, you know, like right up there and just having people from all over the world, like lots of representation just everywhere. And it was awesome. And everyone was there just, um, chilling, enjoying the fights, having fun, shouting stuff out. That was really cool. So that was definitely one of my highlights. I'll tell you what, well, let's alternate. Cause I've got a couple.
0: Okay. Um, the highlights of the year um i would say was meeting william spencer he's been one of my um i guess like not heroes but like someone who i've looked up to within skateboarding since i was really young i found his videos when i was when we were still living in spain like i was very young when i first found his videos and have enjoyed watching him and have followed him on social media and have um Uh, almost been inspired by some of his work in in especially just doing my own style and being my own person within skating and fuck the rest do my own thing kind of thing and um so to be able to have him on the show and to be able to talk to him and spend time with him and you know chat before and after the show as well and since then you know i've messaged him and we've interacted and it's just an amazing feeling to know that he's such an awesome person to have spent some time understanding him and listening to him and you know pulling some questions from him and, and i i think there's very few people in their life that get to interact with people that they admire in the way that you and i do and you know for example russell powell is another one that i followed for like five eight to five years at this point on instagram mm. you know uh, um uh, this guy's literally been doing stuff and i I've, i was I've been following him for a very long time. I've enjoyed his art for a very long time, so to have him on the show is another big moment for me, where we have someone that I've from afar admired and enjoyed and respected, um, have them be a, a peer is, is pretty, pretty gnarly. It, it feels pretty incredible, in my opinion. And I would say um, there's very, very few people on the planet that get, to, uh, that get to do something like that. And I think, you know, this platform of podcasting has allowed us to do that and i think as much as it's of our own creation we're very lucky to have created something that allows us to meet amazing people now i will go on to say that we've had some rough interactions with guests in terms of um, inviting certain people on the show and um, having some either like negative backlash or uh, some like sarcastic responses or even just being ghosted as a whole and not being responded to. Um, But I would say for the most part, we've had incredible people respond to us, converse with us, spend time with us and give us a very small podcast, The Light of Day. People who have thousands and thousands of people admiring them uh, came to just spend a couple hours with us, which is incredible. Super Not to cool. mention, we've had some of the highest achievers in the world. We've had Olympians and Commonwealth Games champions and you know, incredible, incredible, prolific, incredibly prolific people um, as well, which again, is an honorable thing in my opinion. It's super honorable that we got to, like, it's uh, honorable in that I feel honored mm. to speak to them. Um, mm. And I feel very lucky to do so. So, th- my highlight would maybe be the magnitude of guests that we've had on so far, but produ- per- specifically, I was going to say predominantly, specifically William Spencer because he, uh, he pertains to me and, and, and my life journey so far.
1: I, I mean, like, dude, at uh, that moment when um, I sent you an email, it was like a message or yeah, a message. It was message. late at night. It was late yeah, at for at sure. Night, yeah. I was just like, William's in, and you're like, Stop fucking with me! Like (laughs) like,
0: seriously, stop fucking with me! Yeah, like I I got I got shit to do tomorrow. Like (laughs) I don't have time for you to play these games with my emotions. But it was it was representative
1: of um, like there's different levels of uh, I don't know if you want to call them attainments as you go through this. And you know when you start, let's just call it what it is. Very few people are watching you, and you know, and still we have a pretty small, but you know, loyal following. Um, but it's still pretty small. But so, but it was way smaller when we started, and um, and <laughs> and then you have just these little like um, these little boosts to keep you going, right? Mm-hmm. And that one, when William said yes, was the biggest boost that we had had and that was like
0: probably three months in it was it was feeling trudgy at that point i i I would go as far to say as you and me were starting to feel and for people who don't know what i mean by trudgy i mean like imagine you're in thick mud and you're like dragging your legs and it's like oh 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 and it's just an effort to walk it felt like we'd been doing three months of really hard work and we're working some stuff out but uh, it didn't feel like we'd been given much kind of Pay out for the work that we'd put in. Uh, I'd say getting William booked on the show really gave us a big lease of life. And again, almost one of those moments of like, ah, oh, that's why we're doing this. Like, it yeah. makes, like, I remember, I remember why we're doing this. It's because the passion and the love for wh- who we have on and what we do is there. But it's a it's one of those things guys where you've got to balance, you know, that that grind versus like the fun bits. And don't yeah. get me wrong, you've got to enjoy all the small bits. So I think we're so much better at that now. Like we enjoy a really good thumbnail that you make. Rather than being like, oh, you know, it's a whatever, it's a thumbnail and the guests are important, yeah. you know. We we're like, oh shit, that was a sick thumbnail. Like you fucking killed that, like, yeah. high five, you know, kind of thing, yeah, and yeah. we move on. But it's something that we, you know, in the moment are like Awesome. And I think we do that with a lot more stuff now where we where we manage that and we go, hey, um, you know, this is something I've done and we're like sick, that's great. Like whether it be us solving something live, working something out, w- learning a new software, whatever it is that we do, we take the little wins, I feel like, a lot more now than we did at the beginning, which is I think made the definitely made the last like three months <laughs> easier than the first three months, I would say.
1: For sure. And I think to your point, so I think William was important for a couple of reasons. I think it was just like on a personal level he was important. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but... but to your point earlier of like we've had some interactions like it's been tough to get guests because i think ultimately guests look at this as almost like a transactional thing like okay if i'm going to spend two hours on your podcast what do i get out of it in return Mm. and i get that like and so they start looking at things like okay well what's my level of i don't know followers or subscribers Mm -hmm. versus yours and how can you know is your audience going to help my audience that type of thing williams his impact was was manifold the other was that you know he has a significant following so that we could leverage that with Mm. future conversations and other guests and say like yo you know there's there's homies that have as much or more following as you or you know in that sort of level so that really opened us up to a whole new level of guests that have been great and i feel like you know more to come in that area mm. right
0: That's- 100% and we'll, we'll definitely bring up uh, new guests in, a, in the podcast going into season 2 in into season bit. 2
1: I got, another, I got another
0: highlight go for it
1: um, my sort of moment in, uh, in po- well, sorry, maybe I have to um, I was going to say my moment in podcasting between you and I was for some reason I just got some serious feels when we talked about Khabib's dad mm-hmm. and um, giving him um, a real sort of moment of recognition and all of that that was a because you know you and i are father and son and he had just lost his dad and,
0: yeah. um, and there was and, something and that we respect habib a lot as well like we, yeah. we we appreciate him as a sports person and so it's one of those classic ones where david bowie dies and someone's crying and you're like why are you crying it's david bowie <laughs> it's true and, and you're like i appreciate he's one of the greatest musicians ever and his music is legendary and i love listening to his music but also, I don't know David Bowie. Yeah. Like, it's one of those ones where, when it happens to something that you really do give a fuck about, and it hits you, you're like, "Oh, now I see why they were crying about David totally. Bowie." You're like, "You're like, oh, it, it makes sense all of a sudden because, you know, that that sucks for me. I, I'm 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 bummed for them, and it's it's a relatable enough situation that we we felt bummed for them in that in that kind of incident."
1: Yeah. So that was that was, I think, a, a moment while we were sort of. Um just you and I podcasting. But another moment that was, was probably as fun or as goofy was when we set up a contraption for us to do the walking podcast around the oh, Bristol, uh, Bristol Harbor. So basically we had a tripod, we turned it horizontal and uh, we, we somehow Jimmy rigged the camera. So a DSLR to be facing us this way, but the tripod is heavy with a DSLR. So somehow we, we rigged it. So each of us had one leg of the tripod buried into like just below our hip bone and we were like
0: walking in in sort of synchronized steps and and holding one arm each it was almost like an extended it was like a two man extended selfie stick was kind of the rig there it's fucking ridiculous and and, and, and this is the funny thing is we we were like let's do a walking podcast and you showed up on the day and you're like cool boats how are we going to do it and i was like fuck Aha. i was like that's a really good point and then we literally spent like 20 minutes just coming up with problems before we started and uh and it was don't get me wrong it actually worked really well if you watched the first walking podcast that we did back um the stabilization isn't as bad as i thought it was going to be um i think it actually ended up a lot better than i thought it was going to be it was the poor man's spike lee's dolly cam shot yeah exactly that's exactly what it looks like but you know what i wouldn't like I wouldn't be bummed filming it like that again. Honestly, I think it gave a really interesting vibe that was really kind of cool and funky, and I, I did really enjoy it. Maybe a bit more like movement from you and me, like freedom and movement of yeah. the camera. Um, but it was a uh, it was really fun. I I did really, really actually enjoy filming that, and I I, I would say maybe we'll try and get some more walking podcasts when we do just do podcasts you and me um in season two maybe for sure. we'll try and uh, get some more walking ones and the only reason i must admit that we have kind of slowed down on the walking ones to the point that we've only done two is because the weather in the uk is fucking terrible and also um, we've been,
1: there's been restrictions of just like, of course lockdown as well so it's a little bit complicated but we have a little bit little bit better tech that um i mean we could go back to it just for old time's sake and, and do the the Frankenstein walk yeah
0: <laughs> if we wanted to exactly but now yeah we've we've got other options we've got other part. options yeah yeah so um, those
1: those were basically my highlights um yeah as far as like things that we learned along the way lots like lots like we started six
0: months ago and our thumbnails were terrible yeah our editing was whack our live streams were terrible and dude, our vibe,
1: like that's the reason why we went from two Zoom calls or two Zoom locations to coming here because it's hard. Mm. It's super hard for us to have an interaction that feels, um, yeah, it feels like Sucinct. it's succinct. Yeah, with, also with a guest. So this mm. just works a lot better. But even here has been a learning process, oh. like us knowing yeah, just kind of getting a feel for interacting with guests, knowing. You Explain know, we, the
0: system that we have for talking over each other.
1: Yeah, so basically we have... A concept that we call balanced airtime. And balanced airtime simply means that we like to balance the airtime between our guests and ourselves because we think if our guests are talking for the whole time, it might be interesting to some people, but some people are here to hear an interaction. All some people are here to actually see us, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> very, very few. There's one person <laughs> yeah. each show, and we actually know that. <laughs> So we like to balance it. We like to yeah. have a little bit of back and forth. In order to do that, some guests that, that are high volume speakers, let's call them, we need to interject and sort of take a little bit of that airtime back. Some guests that are low volume speakers, we need to sort of do a bit of a song and dance to kind of make sure that it's all
0: feeling very flowy. Provide and, them with open questions, keep them conversing, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the art of conversation.
1: Yeah. But as far as between you and I, we, have, we literally have a, a signaling system mm. that we, we have behind, sort of behind this thing, that's basically like, yo, you got this one, or I'll take this one. Um, that type of thing. And also just kind of a managing of how the time is going. Do we feel like it's winding down? Do I have a question? Um, that type of thing. It's all, you know, it's like we're third base coaches where, you know, we're kind yeah. of doing signals, but it's all like but right here. I was going
0: to say, we, we, use as much as these boxes are great to like stack the laptop on, um, we house a lot of wires back here on a stack when we're filming at the moment. It's, uh, we're not live and stuff. So there's less wires and stuff, but we house we house a lot of wires back here i have like my glasses we have like <laughs> paracetamol if we're getting a <laughs> headache half through the show. we got notes um and we also do our signaling back here so one of us will gesture to let the other one know that you know we want to dive in with a question or we want to say something um so that we can provide the best conversation for you guys now whether any of you have noticed that or not it is is another matter but that is how we do it just so you guys get an, an idea because it is not don't get me wrong it is like very natural for us to talk back and forth like we do because we are father and son we've been doing it for years but the honest truth is we also both enjoy the sound of our own voices a little (laughs) bit and we also both want to like say some shit so and it's also time dependent like if i have an idea i want to get it out before i lose it or before the conversation moves on to something else 100 percent. so you want to be able to get in and say your bit which is why we do our like hey I'm next, yeah. like fuck off for one <laughs> yeah. second, let stand me up, like, stand yeah, down. yeah, let me dive in, and I think it, it definitely works, and I'm sure you guys will notice, if you go back and watch um, the Ella Joy podcast, the the original Daniel Ingram podcast, the, um, the Jay Marriott podcast, uh, the Lauren Cooper podcast, we're a very much anything in the top 10 uh, in the original 10 actually you can see how much more uh, i guess rustic and rough around the edges we are um compared to now now f- are 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 we a polished shiny um spherical thing of beauty no we're not we're still a weird um <laughs> you know like odd shaped such and such mutant creature that's exactly. trying to like do things that are yeah yeah and we're we're still learning so it, it's definitely um an evolving process but man the difference back then compared to now is spectacular
1: also just like being a little bit more relaxed with this you know and also being more relaxed with guests so even though the guest profile has sort of increased as we've gone we actually drew from a lot of people in our own network originally for the first say 10 guests and now we're reaching out of our network we're up to um episode 31. so But even with the fact that we've got effectively strangers that are dropping on the call, you know, two minutes, five minutes before we go live, it's just, it feels with repetitions, it gets easier. It's just more, um, yeah, there's less anxiety, less fear. I was going
0: to say, I think now the only time we really get anxiety is if it's someone that we're like apprehensive to meet, someone who we're like, oh my goodness, you know, this person, like, oh, Russell Powell, we've both loved his hand stamping art for ages, oh, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. we get a bit flustered then, but otherwise we're, we're, we're pretty we're pretty dead on. Like if it's someone who um, we've selected because we think they're really creative or they're really awesome or they'd have a great story to tell um, or we think they're like whatever they're into, for example, like Bodie Harrison, one wheeling, neither of us one wheel, I skateboard, guess it's kind of similar, but we don't one wheel. We don't understand electronic skateboards. We're not engineers. We have very little to do with that world, but we very much enjoyed talking to him and brought him on because of who he is, what the community says about him, um, what he brings to the table, um, and his life story is super interesting. So I think, depending on who we have on, we're less nervous and more nervous for certain people. But I wouldn't say that that means that they're not better or worse guests or that we're more excited or less excited for them. It's just that some people we know And some people we've like spent time and like shit, if we had Kanye on, I would probably be in fits of nerves, you know, um, but, or like, if we had, you know, a a big UFC fire on, we'd probably both be nervous. But I think the honest truth is, like you said, the more you do it, the less nervous you are. So at this point, we don't really get super nervous. Like even when they are showing up like minutes before we start, you know, Tom handles the the kind of interacting with them while I'm setting everything up for the stream, and uh, and it works really well. We've got we've got a system that is pretty much on lock when it comes down to it. Um, I'll ask one final question before we kind of move on to um, what's coming for season two. Uh, is has there been any um, down moments, any moments that you have struggled with, any moments within the workload, within actually like during a podcast, anything that you've Been like bummed about during it during the process. Yeah, any any cons?
1: Go for it. Um, One is just like logistics in the background of like scheduling stuff. So I have messed up time zone stuff, just scheduling people Mm. a couple times, and um, and that has implicat that has ripple effects. So if I'm like, okay, well it's five o'clock UK time here, so that's you know nine a.m. in the U.S. in Pacific Standard Time. Oh fuck, Arizona has two time zone so it's not pacific it's um it's mountain, mountain. so that has had implications that i really like because uh, it it has ripple effects on our families you know we've got certain and on our do we want to pass that crap on to our guests no we're gonna have to eat that as a as a yeah. um a balls up on our end so that has been personally tough for me um the other thing <laughs> just a little thing is like um, we had Jeff Stevens on, who's an awesome skater as well. He told us the name of his daughter yeah. um, when we started, um, and then, um, and then, we'll, like literally five minutes into the podcast, um, her name's Avery. I know her name now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, not only did I get her not know her name, I referred to her as a little boy. So, <laughs> just, so
0: that was just minor fuck
1: ups. Like yeah, that, just, yeah, but I mean, like, you want to get that shit right, um, but nothing nothing really really like that's gotten me down more mm. than you know that moment i've just kind of moved yeah. on from that yeah
0: i guess from yeah. for me my my bigger thing has been us us wanting to do so much and because it's just the two of us being restricted in how much time we can put towards this um bums me out regularly and that i know we have so many great ideas and so many things that we could bring to you guys and that we do now currently have slotted in the calendar to be released to you guys but you know one of like one to two of those projects are at least a year long of work if it's just the two of us yeah. you know so there some of these are pipe dreams that me and tom are you know having to work on because there's just two of us and and it means that we have to put it back and back and back because we're doing things that like are pertinent things like the podcast that week scheduling a guest promoting a front row live um you know whatever it may be and so that is um that, that's the kind of thing that gets me down is the, the the inhibiting of our creativity that I know we have due to lack of um, funding, um, supply, um, work, uh, what's it called, like workforce, mm. um, all that kind of stuff. So that would be one. Um, the other thing for me would maybe be again just to do with the work and stuff is i currently am not working a actual job in the sense that i am doing this full time Um, and just the implications that come with chasing something that is fully passion driven chasing a creative venture and what people think and feel about that whether it be very close family relatives friends um you know uh partners whatever it may be You don't wanna let anyone down and you wanna work hard and you wanna make sure that, you know, they know that you are doing stuff and that this is something that you're chasing and that it's not just a fuck around. So a big part of my stress has been making sure that I'm actually constantly working so that I'm not in a place where people can go, ha, you weren't working, you know, you're lazy you're not doing this, it's like, I I literally at this point, if I'm not doing homie and the dude stuff, I'm literally cleaning this apartment, like from top to bottom and try and do that kind of stuff. But otherwise, you know, I I get 20 minutes to myself a day, you know, kind of thing of free time. So it's it's convincing people that a passion project is a job, Um, even though financially it hasn't reaped the benefits of the amount of time that I've currently put into it but that's yet to come we've already had some sort of monetary movement and and we're looking to keep that moving into into season two and uh you guys can be a part of that um we actually have a new way for you guys to donate to us so that link will be available um probably in the description of this video but also um on all of our social medias in the link tree that we have Um, there'll be a little where place where you can donate and even if it's just like one unit of whatever your currency is, that makes a huge difference to us. So um, feel free to donate. The other way um, to help us out is, you know, keep subscribing, sharing our stuff out, all that kind of thing. Um, Go on, continue.
1: No, I think, yeah, to your point about uh, just so much to do and just me and you, one of the things that I would offer this up is for anyone else that's wanting or considering doing podcasting or anything else that's creative online is really being ruthless about focusing on what's important to you Mm -hmm. and uh, because you can't do it all so we are continually saying like okay how important is that bit um how important is this do we are we getting the return on this time that we're spending
0: um to the point where during the week when we are doing something we will go cool we're doing this on thursday you will come over on thursday and we will go we're not doing that anymore because actually it's not a good use of our time we need to like alter that like our schedule is so constantly changing because of us trying to um be on it with maximizing our time and efficiency that you and i move not the schedule not as in we move when guests are and things like that but as in we have a work schedule as in the days when we're not podcasting. It's like, cool. What are we doing on those days for either the week coming, the weeks coming for finishing editing that week's podcast, whatever the fuck it might be that we are doing that week. Um, it's booking an hour work schedule, um, around that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that would be my down that, that would, that would be my only down. But interestingly guys, on both of those things, Tom fucking up during the live shows, and and me feeling like the stress of chasing a passion project. Both of those can be solved with uh, hard work, practice, and just consistency. The more we're consistent, the less you're gonna fuck up. The more, the more we're consistent. But it's not that bad. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it's not that bad. It's, it's really not that bad. Uh, just just to the pretense that you, the, the, of of what you said, but. And for me, for me, it just means that the more we do this, the consistently we do this, the more of a portfolio we have, the more we do start making money off of it at some point, and um, the more I can go to people, hey, I'm legitimised as someone who's doing this now. It's not just a oh, you know, I'm. I'm chasing something or even whether you think that or not if you think it's just a oh Bodhi's, you know trying something but whether he succeeds or not the answer is i will succeed and the answer is i'm already succeeding Yeah. like it's it's just now it's validated even more by money in your opinion not always mine do you know what i mean yeah so i think um by just practicing keeping consistent and evolving and working hard we will both be able to work and limit those those negatives i think which is which is a good way to look at it
1: for sure and to your point about we're already succeeding like the last thing i'll say about what i've really enjoyed about this Mm. and like the most important thing is this is just you and me hanging out you know it's been fun it's been it's been like more than fun it's been super super special that uh we have found a way to enjoy each other, to respect each other, to learn from each other, to
0: like... Phrasing. <laughs> um but No, no, I agree. Like, I would say, like, for people who don't know, pre this year, me and Tom have never spent this much time together in a year. The answer is, we've lived together mm. for my entire life, but we have never spent this much physical time in a space together whether it be you know making the podcast working on the thumbnails editing something even if it is just a like and we do brainstorm sessions regularly where Tom will come around and we will spend three four hours discussing our plan for the next couple of weeks working on what we're doing mm. and we have some stuff going on in the background that, I'll, that we'll talk about in a minute um that's kind of working towards season two um that we've been doing and and, and all of that is you know what what we're kind of you know talking about is all that time we spent together we've never really done that which has been pretty fucking sick you know it's, it's been amazing that we've got that amount of time and i have to say had that, this amount of time
1: together. for sure and like to me it's like all that time you can bank um grab it just keep grabbing it put it in the bank those are memories those are good times that you know there's not enough of that there's mm. there's never enough of that so definitely looking forward to
0: to more of that um yeah i think yeah season two season two so guys um season two is a big one we're, we're stepping up our game uh big time here at homie and the dude um our production value is going to take a big leap forward um in season two um the podcasts should be uh in a new kind of format for you guys um in that the screen will be a lot more uh, entertaining we will have things that will inform you about who's what and what's what when we're live streaming um Front Row Lives, uh, oh, also, sorry, with, with podcasts, we're gonna have bigger and better guests. Uh, the, one of the big things that we're pushing for this season is uh, is bigger, our guests we're shooting for bigger fish guys so um hopefully you'll have some massive people on the show some people that you guys are really interested to see people that we um are really excited to talk to and uh, and and that's going to be a big one Warren, you tell us about from our life no well let me just go
1: for fill in that. i mean that, that's not to to in any way like lessen the amazing guests that we've had because we wouldn't oh, have been 100%. able to get here to this point especially like early days. Like I don't even know what those guests like had to gain from being on it, except for just helping us out. So like our guests till now have been fucking amazing and we can't get to, you know, to season two without season one's guests. So that, that has been, um,
0: by bigger, I mean maybe more, more widely known. Yeah. We'll we'll go with that. Some, some of our guests have been smaller time, but, but, um, actually a few of them have been really big. So, um, it'd be nice to keep up the role of having some of those big hitters on here so that you guys can keep getting, uh, getting some people that you're really excited to see. But um, I reckon like
1: show. no matter how, like, you know, how many, whatever seasons we go on, we'll always look fondly back on like the the first guest that just sort of like, a hundred percent, um, took a chance on us without really getting it needy. Like, there was nothing for them to really gain except for like, maybe just being a friend or, um, Yeah, maybe having a bit of exposure on their own socials that uh, they could somehow see from being on ours or maybe just practicing being on a a podcast without any impact. So super, super, super grateful to
0: um to our guests but yeah so moving on so so echoing that so uh echoing what tom just said about the guests but also um yeah guys so for podcasts it's slicker better content slash distribution uh and uh larger um possibly more known guests yeah guests that have a
1: bit yeah bigger a bigger social presence let's say um that's that's kind of the the hope so that you then have uh even i don't i'm not going to say they're going to be more interesting because we have super interesting guests but they're going to be more hopefully just um recognizable and and hopefully
0: they'll bring more of their audience to homie and the dude and we can expand la familia so that we we actually all grow as 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 a big unit and have a have more people that are interested in all the same stuff and keep watching and coming back for um you know the interesting stuff that we do put on but go for it front row live yeah
1: so front row lives are basically us um running a live stream based around an event and we're providing the play-by-play and the color commentary while that event is going on we'll usually purchase the event and we'll be talking through it for those of you that are on and um, enjoying sort of our experience of the of the event. So there'll be more of that. We're going to, to Bodhi's point, the presentation, the production value of that is going to go up. It's already started. Like the last one, we we dabbled with some stuff like um, real-time donations, real-time graphics about things like new subscribers or new followers or that type of thing. That is just going to continue to lift our learning curve. Is you know is pretty steep right now for for that, but we're getting a handle now on some new software that feels like it's it's, it's going to take changer. us to the next level. Yeah, for sure. So really looking forward to Front Row Lives. Basically, they're around. Um, UFC pay-per-views are that's our main go-to but anything else that's worth us saying you know what let's go for that because we think an audience wants to to sort of be part of that experience with us It might not be a pay-per-view might be another type of fight we've done the Mike Tyson fight um, recently with Roy Jones Jr we've done uh, MMA fights that haven't been pay-per-views that we just think you know what, that's a really good one um, that I think people would, would like so more of that to come but we're Lifting that up, we're also now going to add a post fight analysis to the end of the event. So let's say it's a UFC card. There's the prelims, there's a the main card, then there's the main events. Um, so we'll do all the, the play with play and the color commentary for that. And then after that, what we're thinking of is we're going to go live wherever, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube or wherever, and just give a sort of a, a retrospective debrief on what we saw. For those of you that have been on that, that night with us but also for those people that are just sort of jumping in and just seeing what the hell happened you know ufc 255 what the hell happened and you know that post-fight analysis will be there for them as well so that's yeah. cool so to
0: summarize uh, again slicker better quality for front row live and there will now be a new post-fight analysis show um that we'll be doing at the end of the front row live so after six hours of streaming <laughs> we're going to give you another Chunk of streaming, guys, because we love you that fucking much. That's what's up. But also, yeah, there'll
1: be some donations and you know, like all kinds of just interactive things that we can um, yeah just uh, spend
0: time with our audience with. that's so very cool. If you love MMA, that is definitely. Uh, if you love martial arts, that's definitely the show for you. Um, next is something that we've been working on in the background, guys, and I'm super excited to bring this to you guys. Me and Tom are both super hyped to inform you about this. Um, In the background, we have been working um, on learning and understanding and um, playing a tabletop um, game, basically, a a tabletop game, and uh, that would be uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Um, So what we will be bringing you in season two will be a dungeons and dragon live stream it will start off on facebook but we are looking to transition to twitch um it will be a mixture of homebrew content as well as also some pre-written adventures and things like that uh, it's trickled in and uh, and put throughout um just as filler and stuff like that uh, if we're uh, if we're in between writing sessions for the for the homebrew um but so, you know, we've been working on this for the last couple months. We've been running um, our first campaign now for maybe two months. Um, I am the Dungeon Master. However, uh, Tom will be my co-Dungeon Master when we do bring you um, the live stream series. Junior Dungeon Master. The Junior Dungeon <laughs> Master. <laughs> apprentice. Um, <laughs> and the Dungeon Master's apprentice. <laughs> um, and we're really excited to bring you guys that. It's, it's going to be a really fun uh, thing where we're going to have a great group of people on Um, and hopefully we're gonna create a legendary story in the best storytelling method that has ever existed um, from what we found from D&D. So guys, um, please keep your eyes peeled uh, for when we start uh, releasing those and and doing that. Um, As well as that, we're looking to build on the whole D&D train as a whole. Um, And we'll be bringing some homebrewed content for you guys to be able to either uh, purchase through like a Patreon at some point um, or or download um, through uh, a website that we're going to be looking into creating as well, guys. So um, that will all be coming in season two. And we are so, so hyped for doing that, guys. It is such an amazing expression of storytelling and such a great way to interact with you fans as well um, because we're also gonna give you guys opportunities to help us create, maybe pitch in some ideas and stuff like that for the homebrew. So um, keep your eyes peeled if you love gaming, if you love television, if you love great fantasy stories, if you love acting, if you love improv, if you love um, silly voices, if you love comedy and people laughing, if you like, the most descriptive combat you've ever heard, then uh, Homie and the Dude D&D is gonna be for you. Um,
1: Super looking forward to that, that's gonna be fun. That's just yeah. been a really, really f- fun experience. It's been a huge learning curve, mm. certainly for me, because I've never played D&D before. It's just sort of been in the background of my my awareness. And uh, it, is, it is about as cool a and as layered a game as I think I've ever, ever experienced. So yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's going to um, be great. Got yeah. some people that are going to be joining us that we're really excited about as well. So that's, um that's a big one coming up. Yeah, we're, we're super hyped on that. And then finally? Finally, we've got some comedy skits that we have been working on for a while. And uh, we're going to drip those out um, throughout the year. So we'll probably um, launch or, or release one of those sometime in Q1, probably early Q1, and uh, and and it's based around a character that we've developed. That this character is um, interacting with the world in different aspects. So it's been fun. It's been a hugely creative uh, experience for us to do it. We have a, a catalog of about four of those comedy skits, and we'll be releasing those. Yeah, to we've you we've got
0: a couple more. Do we? Yeah, I think we've got like. Four. I want to say maybe six maybe six or seven I'm six sure. or seven okay as I uh, say, as say if, if, we, if we we'll, if we'll have to more... we'll have to discuss whether exactly. which of those we're going to release <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, but we, we've got a we've got a nice catalogue of of comedy shorts for you guys based off of a character um, that me and Tom have written and, uh, and created for you guys and we're super super excited to release those to you guys it's going to be a It's going to be a fun one and hopefully there'll be nice little like milestones uh, throughout the year to give you guys a bit of a comedy relief while we're all going through this uh, crazy pandemic time. So, um, just to conclude for season two guys that's going to be new and improved podcasts with bigger and better guests that's going to be front row lives that are slicker cleaner and there's going to be a post-fight analysis show there's going to be new tabletop D content so homie and the dude D yes. homebrew um, as well as that um, we will be doing some comedy skits for you guys so season two is jam-packed with creativity jam-packed with fun and guys this has been <laughs> season one of homie and the dude and uh guys hit us with the holy trinity for just the last time guys of season one like and follow on facebook uh subscribe on fucking youtube and uh, and share at least one of our podcasts on facebook instagram twitter reddit um yahtzee <laughs> yahoo bing whatever you want wherever you want to share it guys Netscape. yeah <laughs> ask jeeves um wherever you want to share it guys please do let other people find us if you love what we do let some other people find us and love what we do as well guys it's been the most amazing year we cannot tell you how much we have enjoyed doing this podcast for you guys um it's been a pleasure one last time for uh, for homie and the dude um i reckon walk off outro Walk well, just just drop mic let's no, not outro. drop the mics because they cost a little bit but <laughs> walk off outro walk guys out. okay. it's been homie and the dude all right, season guys. one take care thank you so much thanks guys later guys all right happy new year happy holidays thank you all for watching this last episode of homie and the dude for season one We really appreciate every single person that's joined us for this first year of this journey. Um, And we look forward to having you all for season two as well, where there'll be lots of new content to come. Um, Guys, hit us with the Holy Trinity. Like and follow on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and share one of our podcasts on any sort of social media. Other than that, have a lovely holidays and a happy new year. See you for season two.